the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Yeah. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. Hi, this is Derek Griff. Thank you for joining me today on Live Big. As you know, we were blessed to recently move into our new facility in Dumfries, Virginia. For months, we met in our youth wing while the main sanctuary was being completed. But praise God, on September 25th, we had our first service in our new state-of-the-art sanctuary. So today, I'm excited to share the message from that special day in Grace Church history. I pray it inspires you to live big in ways that impacts others and gives glory to God. Let's get started. Father, open eyes, illuminate hearts. We'll give you all the glory, Lord, for what you accomplished today. In the precious name of your son, Jesus, the church says, amen. Amen. We're going to be in Joshua chapter 3 and verse 1. It begins, then Joshua. Jesus is the Greek translation of the Hebrew name Joshua or Yeshua. And as their shared name suggests, Joshua's career here prefigures Christ. So whatever Israel received in the promised land was a result of Joshua or Yeshua. And likewise, whatever we receive in the kingdom of God is a result of Yeshua, Jesus. Joshua conquered by the tip of the spear. Jesus conquered by taking a spear. Joshua secured boundaries of a geographical kingdom. But Jesus secured a spiritual global kingdom without walls. The consistency between the Old and New Testament is absolutely staggering. Everything of significance in the Old was recorded to point to Jesus in the New. Then Yeshua, Joshua, rose early in the morning as a man 1,400 years later would also rise again in the morning. And they set out from Acacia Grove, which is Shittim, And came to the Jordan, he and all the children of Israel. Anticipation and excitement filled the air. Their parents, their grandparents, their aunties, their uncles witnessed the greatest signs that that any nation in history had ever experienced. But the challenge was their parents died waiting. Their grandparents died waiting. 
Their aunties, their uncles died waiting. Even Moses died in waiting. The problem with surviving is that the ghost of everyone you ever left behind is riding on your shoulders. And they lodge there before they cross over. So God had been faithful and he finally got into the place where they were right on the verge of the promised land. But there was a final obstacle, a final challenge in their way. Now, most of the year, the Jordan was simply a a muddy creek. But at harvest time, it, it would reach flood stage and it would swell to up to a couple miles wide and it was too deep to stand in and the current was too strong to swim in. Now, God could have led them to the Jordan at another time when it was easy to cross. But God is intentional. God is intentional. Not only about our obstacles, or better, our blessings, but also our obstacles. Just because you face a crisis doesn't mean that God has not led you every step of the way. We have been over budget, outnumbered, underfunded, second-guessed, understaffed, faced legal battles, church splits, started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now. Look at your neighbor and say. All right. So it was. After three days, that the officers went through the camp. The camp had grown so large, it took days to get the instructions to the people. But when you focus on getting people better, bigger will take care of itself. And they commanded the people, saying, Well, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, and, you know, we're from a different culture, a different age, and the, the Ark here represented the presence and the power of God, the mercy and the direction and the goodness and kindness of our God. But for the Ark to fulfill its purpose, it had to be removed from hiding. It had to be removed from hiding. It had to be removed from hiding. And put in plain sight. When we were on Fraley Boulevard, the Commerce Center, we couldn't be seen from the road. I, I, I lost most of my high school congregation. You know, they, they didn't move me from the school. It's like, well, we, we, we invested this to, to be in a storefront? What's, what's, what's all that about? But then we moved across the street to be partially hid on Williamstown Drive. But Jesus said a city set on a hill cannot, will not, ought not be hid. And what he's saying to us is time to stop hiding and start shining. 
And they went and told him, then, then you shall set out from your place and, and go after it. No, no more a pillar by, a, a cloud by day or a, or a pillar by night. From this point of the journey, pay attention to me here, church. Only the ark would lead them. Be stubborn about your goals. Yes. But be flexible about your methods. Stop trying to stretch what was only intended for a season into a lifetime. Steel is stronger than iron for one simple reason, tensile strength. Its ability to bend without breaking. And over the last couple years, the winds blew, but we were planted. The floods rose, but we were anchored. The devil pushed, but we pushed back. The difference between iron and steel is its ability to bend without being broken. Yet there shall be space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure, cubits about a yard. Love God enough not to stray far, but respect him enough. For him to remain God and first. Don't get so familiar that he's no longer the one who created the universe. Yes, he's in my private life, but he also is Lord of all the earth. And we, we, we have to keep that in mind if we're going to journey with the Lord safely. Do not come near it that you may know the way by which you must go. Again, Jesus is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. But he will also make the hair stand up on the back of your neck if you forget yourself. You remember what the scripture says, Matthew 8, 27? The disciples, disciples almost lost their mind, saying, who could this man be that even the sea and the waves obey him? Don't get so familiar with Jesus, you kind of fit him in your little box. But here's what, what, what the Lord is saying to us today. For you have not passed this way before. What God did in Hilton High School was good. What God did in the Commerce Center, Fraley Boulevard, was, 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 was good. 350 seats three to four services a weekend. What God did at Williamstown Road, the Ambassador Center, 750 seats, three times a weekend. But don't you dare think you have already seen all that God can do. God is just getting warmed up. He's just stretching. He's just getting started. He's just getting limber. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts and minds of men what God has prepared for a church that would love him, love him, love him, love him. 
for you have not passed this way before. Egypt was behind them. Wandering in the wilderness was behind them. But in front of them was a new land, new lives, new adventure. I thank God for the past. But get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Get, 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 get ready. Your future will not look like the past. It takes courage to walk into something new, something unfamiliar, something different. So in verse 5, Joshua gives them some instructions, the same instructions I'm giving you today. And Joshua said to the people, sanctify, big word, yourself. More simply put, get some alone time with God. Make the corrections that you knew, know are overdue. Refocus. Because you can't walk on two paths at the same time. Energy flows to where the attention goes. You see, the bad news is time flies. The good news is you're the pilot. Church, Bernie Madoff was not the biggest thief in history. It's the small things that we let us distract us from the things that matter most in life. That's the real bandit. So he said, consecrate yourself. Concentrate just means separate yourself. Pull aside and get with God. We're so fast to get with people and get in the flow. Let me tell you something. God comes first. Yeah. And just like on the airplane, what did they tell you? Say, first put the air mask on you so you can help others. And if you're not first with God, how are you going to bring God to others? And when you actually read the Bible... Jesus gave the, the, the disciples a, a simple command. He didn't say to go to graduate school. That's not what he said. He said, here's your job. Be with me, and I'll send you out. So our first job is to be with God. So Joshua said, listen, thank God for the land. Thank God of the great things ahead. But it begins with your relationship with God. Consecrate yourself. Sanctify yourselves. Refocus on what matters, not what she said, he said, or what he did or didn't do. Stop letting the little things get in the way of the big. For tomorrow, the Lord will do wonders among you. So number one, set your eyes on the ark, the power and the presence of God, not on people. Keep it personal. Don't just, just, just try to uh, run on, on momentum. Keep it real. Second, consecrate yourselves, refocus your heart on God. But the final step, or the final thing you need to do to cross over your Jordan is step in, verse 9. So Joshua said to the children of Israel, come here and hear the words of the Lord your God. This is our problem. We listen to friends. We listen to celebrities. We listen to preachers who divorced themselves a long time ago from the Bible. Pay attention to what I'm saying. 
But does anyone take time to hear from God anymore? We'll Google it. We'll pay $200 for an appointment. But does anyone take the time to hear God? Verse 12. Now, therefore, take for yourselves 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one man from every tribe. And it shall come to pass as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests who bear the ark of the Lord. Watch this. The Lord of all the earth. He wasn't satisfied to just say the Lord. The the, the challenge is we got a church God. Mm -hmm. But he's not just Lord of the church house. I've lived long enough to find that he's also Lord of the courthouse. I've lived long enough to find he's also Lord of the state house, the the schoolhouse. The Bible said he's Lord of all the earth. He's Lord of the jailhouse. And if you're slipping, he's Lord of the bathhouse, the drug house. Even those of us in the doghouse, can anyone say amen there? He's Lord of whatever house you may find yourself in. He's Lord of all. Stop making God so provincial. Stop thinking so small. Stop thinking so tiny about what God wants to do in your life. He's not just God of Sunday morning. Yes, he owns the Sabbath, but every other day of the week, hear what I'm saying. He's God of all the earth and every day of my life. The earth is the Lord's. The fullness thereof and all that dwell there. That this is the day, whether it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the Lord has me. I will rejoice and be, be, be glad. And he's the Lord of all the earth. As soon as the soles of the feet of the priests who bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off. God promised, but they had to take the step. Church, God gave us a promise, but we had to prove ourselves faithful. Success at anything is about maybe 10% inspiration, 90% perspiration. In church, we have walked worked. We have prayed together. We have cried together. We have buried loved ones. We have brought children into this world. We have married couples for the... We we have continued to work through some of our most difficult hours. He said, the waters of Jordan shall be cut off. The waters that came down from upstream, stay with me, and they shall stand as a heap. So it was When the people set out from their camp to cross the Jordan with the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people. And as those who bore the, a little wordy here, bore the Ark uh, came to Jordan. And the feet of the priests who bore the Ark dipped in the edge of the water. If you want what God has for you in your life, you're going to have to get your feet wet. You're going to have to risk getting disappointed again. You're going to have to risk being criticized by people who don't get it. You're going to have to risk that it may not work out exactly the way you had hoped. 
The hardest thing in life sometimes is to know what bridges to cross and what bridges to burn. For the Jordan overflows all its banks during the whole time of harvest. God intentionally sent them to the Jordan when it was at its height. He sent them to the Jordan when the Jordan possessed the greatest threat. Why did God set it up so that we had to build during the most deadly plague in American history? Why did God have us build in the most uncertain, conflict-ridden times in the last 100 years? I'm about to tell you. Thank you for asking. Just as God wanted to show Joshua's generation that he was the same God that parted the Red Sea in Moses' generation. He wanted to show them he's still a God that orders steps. God wanted to show us if he brings you to it, he can bring you through it. But, But what I want you to notice here is that God did not remove the Red Sea or the Jordan. He opened them. No, you you missed that. You missed that. You said, God, if you were with me, I wouldn't have this problem. God, if you were with me, I wouldn't have this issue. God, how could you lead me into this marriage? How could you have me give birth to that child? God, how could you have given me this job? Why why did you lead me into that interview? And and why did you accept that or or have them hire me? God, why, how, God, what are you thinking? God doesn't always remove the problem. I can't tell you over the last 24 years how many late nights, sleepless nights, I can't tell you that the, the, the things that we have experienced over these last two decades serving this congregation and all. And sometimes, God, why? I want you to notice God didn't remove it, He just opened it. And all of that is this, this building, every time you look at it, forget about the building. Just, 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 just. May it be anchored and written in your mind that no matter how many problems you might face, God will help you find a way through your problems, just like he did this church. You can stand up against opposition and challenge just like this, this, this building is a testament to God's power to preserve I'm almost there. Verse 16, that the waters which came down from upstream stood still and rose in a heap very far all the way back or up to Adam. Now that, that means, listen, any, any, any thing on your bloodline, all the way back, God knows how to reverse it. But what the text is saying is the river flowed backwards. 
God still knows how to reverse the irreversible. God still knows how to turn that frown, what, upside down. He still knows how to put your feet on that solid ground. So the waters that went down into the sea of the Araba, the soft sea, failed. Their obstacles failed. The thing in their way failed. I'm telling you today that if God sent you into it, that obstacle will fail. And as if fail wasn't enough, cut off. Things that on the surface should have made them fail, themselves failed. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah. How many in this room, you shouldn't be here. You shouldn't have got out of the hospital bed. You should be in a cell. If they would have caught you, you know where you would be. You ought to be sitting in a corner somewhere with drool coming out the side of your mouth. But things that should have cut them off, God used to bring them close. So I'm not complaining about one challenge, one obstacle in my way. Because all it made me do is look to God and find out that he's faithful. Find out that he will keep me, that he will preserve me. I ain't mad at nobody, loving everybody. Why? Because if God be for us, who can be against us? This has been Live Big with Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. If you want to know more about becoming a Christian or want to rededicate your life to Christ, Bishop Greer wants to walk you through a step-by-step guide. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. Visit gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. And while you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's all for today. Until next time, live big. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.